Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Hello, beautiful listeners. This is the Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar, helping you live your best life. And I'm so excited that you're tuning in today because this is a very special and significant show for the Mindset Mentor. We are celebrating our 100th episode. So I want to say a big thank you for all of you out there who have taken the time to listen to the shows and to help make it the success that it is. I love spending time with all of you and sharing, and, and my goal is to help to educate, inspire, and motivate the masses so that you can live your best life. It's right there for you. And I want to, you know, take this show as a reminder to all of you to know, I want all of you to know that you can make your dreams come true. There was a time that I dreamed of having a radio show. I thought it would be incredible. It is the kind of reach that I wanted in terms of helping people. I know that is why I'm on this planet is to help people. And if I can do it, I know that you can do it too. It was having a radio show was actually on my vision board. One of the things that was on my vision board and it has now come to life in such a beautiful way. I have met incredible people. I've had the opportunity of interviewing, you know, incredible guests and allowing them a platform to share their stories, to share their truth, to inspire others. Uh, you know, we learn so much from each other and I think it's a collective exchange. And I'm so happy that you have been a part of this that I want to honor you and say and remind you how magnificent you are. You are a magnificent being born into a magnificent world and you can go out there and visualize your dreams, attain the seemingly impossible and make it possible. It is possible for you. Since it's the 100th episode, I thought it'd be kind of a fun idea to add a few clips of different shows that we've had throughout the years and uh, go back to day one, day one of the Mindset Mentor with my guest, Nicola Doyle, a double lung transplant survivor. Have a listen. We're also going to talk about developing a healing mindset. Many people are going through challenges, uh, you know, health challenges, health concerns, stress, and definitely something that you're going to listen to that can really help to change your mindset and help you to develop a stronger muscle in that sense. We're also going to talk about cultivating a calm state in the midst of the chaos. You know, people are so stressed out and it's so good to take a breath. 
to take a pause, to come back to the basics and to maintain that sense of calm, that inner calm that is always there, but it's so hard to find it, right? Sometimes it is missing. So we're going to help you reclaim that and find that calm in the midst of the chaos around you. And one thing that I think is so important that we're going to talk about in this show is learning from your greatest challenges. We all experience challenges in life. Like if you are on this planet, you are experiencing challenges. You cannot escape this planet without those challenges. So it's how we learn to navigate those challenges that are really going to dictate the the quality of our lives. And um, you know, in this show, there's so many tools and tips and techniques that you're going to learn. Um, I have a process that I call the three S's to success. And and that really is shifting. So it's shift, shed and show up. So by shifting your mindset, shedding limiting beliefs and showing up as the best version of yourself, you can live a more positive and fulfilling life and live the extraordinary life that you were meant to live. You know, in the in the stress of our days, we forget that. We forget how extraordinary we are. You were born into an extraordinary world and you truly are extraordinary and you need to just remember that. So it's not about having to be, to do, or to have anything for you to be extraordinary. You already are. So my goal and my mission is to really help you remember that. You are extraordinary. So I want you to also think of this. Mindset is a muscle. So we go to the gym. We know how important it is to work out, right? We want that that great six-pack ab, right? We want to work at our biceps. We want to work at our triceps, our quads. We want to look and feel fabulous. We know the importance, but we forget that mindset is a muscle, a muscle that needs to be developed and shaped and strengthened. And you want to consider this your mindset workout. So welcome into the very first show of the Mindset Mentor on Saga 960. And I think this is a really good time to welcome in and bring in our lovely guest, Nicola Doyle, who is an incredible woman who, I got to tell you, you know, the first time I met Nicola, um, I'm like, wow, she's so positive. She's got it all together. This girl is amazing. She's so happy. Love her sense of energy. And then we sat down for lunch and started talking and I heard her story. And I could not believe what I was hearing from a woman who's so positive. You know, I thought, yeah, she probably doesn't even have any challenges or, you know, her challenges are maybe what we might consider to be little. Well, not little at all. Let me tell you, Nicola has survived two lung transplants, cancer, uh, learning how to navigate, uh, you know, the the dissolving of a divorce and more. So I, I want to really talk to her and, and have her share her story. So that as you're listening, you can apply some of those principles of how she was able to rise up in the face of adversity and really create a life that she loves. It is such a pleasure to have you on the Mindset Mentor on Saga 960. I'm so happy to be here. Congratulations.
congratulations on this inaugural show. Wow. Woohoo. Well, I tell you, you know, mindset is so important. And oh, man, um, yeah. I thought, oh, the perfect person to join me on the first show is my friend Nicola, who has been through so many challenges. So I want you to take us back in time. And there's a time in your life that you were on high. Life is good. Life career is, good. is great. You know, getting married and all of a sudden, boom, hit with some, you know, serious challenges. Yeah. So let's go back. Gosh, I know. It's um, it's sort of surreal to be here today and looking back at um, how much has sort of happened. But yeah, you know, it, when you live life and you haven't really had a lot of health challenges, it is surprising when it hits you. And that's what happened to me. So after um, I returned from my honeymoon, this, uh, you know, this happy time, I ended up getting diagnosed with pulmonary fibrosis, which you know, in layman's terms, essentially is scar tissue in your lungs, but that's dead lung tissue. Mm -hmm. So at first, you know, that's not a great diagnosis, but it seemed to be under control. And I kind of went about my ways and things were pretty normal. But unfortunately, um, as the years passed, it started to progress. And by about 2011, it got to the point where you start noticing it in everything, you know, walking upstairs a little harder, but then it proceeded more to being, you know, telling a joke was hard because the laughing was too much to the point of like walking any distance was hard and you needed oxygen. So the only solution that you can have for, because lung tissue does not regenerate itself, is a transplant. So um, it's sort of a last case scenario. You're certainly not going to get that as something um, just on a whim, but certainly when you have no other options. And so I actually packed up, I was living in Montreal at the time, and moved to Toronto, uh, one of the leading centers for lung transplants, mm -hmm. and had to start approaching getting on the list. But unfortunately for me, I didn't even have time to get on the list because I went into respiratory failure. So these are these moments where you're trying to take a breath in and there's just nothing. My whole lungs had turned to rocks, essentially. They Ugh. couldn't open. Like, try taking a deep breath right now and just, like, how satisfying that feels. Then imagine it's just you're holding your breath and there's no possibility of ever rebreathing in. And so, um, obviously, serious situation. Arrived at the ER um, and... You know, I, I kind of passed out for a while while they tried to get things under control. But I was so lucky. I look at that night, I was able to get on this machine called ECMO, which essentially, you know, attaches you to an external lung so that you buys you some time because there was no there were no lungs waiting for me. So, you know, you're essentially waiting for some quick lungs, which again, in all of these things of adversity is this uncertainty. <clears throat> I knew my life was on the line. I knew my next breath depended on trying to get another set of lungs, mm -hmm. but we didn't know when, where, or if I would get these. And so um, basically about two and a half weeks or later, um, it did come in that I got a call and I was able to get that first transplant, which, uh, you know, was about 13 hours and, and very dramatic, but worked. And so that was an amazing, uh, amazing day. Wow. So that was an amazing day. And and it's so interesting that you say that because looking at that or hearing that story, I'm not thinking that that was an amazing day, right? That's like, oh my gosh, like that is serious. So you know, we're not we're not um, taking away the severity of the issue. I mean that that doesn't go away, right? I mean that's there, but there are things that you can do, right, in terms of your mindset to say, hey, yeah, that was an amazing day, even though my gosh, like super challenge. I can't even imagine that trying to take a breath in 
and there is no breath in, right? Like that, that is so, that is so the, the epitome of a challenge that is, feels insurmountable. So let's talk about some of the things that, that you, that you were thinking at that time and how you were able to, to find that place, find that moment where you said, you know what? Okay. I'm going to have to deal with this, right? I'm going to brace myself. I'm going to, uh, do what I can, right? Because there's many things that you have zero control over. That's the key. I mean, there's no doubt when I was in the hospital and I eventually did get into the ICU and was mm. waiting to get on some lungs on this ECMO machine. Um, it is high stress. Like you have so much anxiety. You have no idea what's going on. It's so uncertain. I mean, you're surrounded by family that care, but they're really worried. You can barely breathe. You're uncomfortable. And there's no real easy answer. It's like, we don't know when you'll get those lungs. And if you don't get them, you may not be here. So it's a lot of really like your stomach is dropping constantly. But at a certain point, you do have to realize, okay, what can I control? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to decide when possible lungs may come my way. Um, And so in those moments, it's focusing on what you can control. And what I found was a lot of visualization. So understanding that picture at the end after I got that transplant, the idea of um, eventually being in a place where I could regain a sense of, you know, living life normally to a degree and just focusing on that. Focusing on the negativity or in a moment where it's really hard isn't serving anything. Mm -hmm. And so having that visual you know, goal to focus on was a great way to at least then also redirect your attention to what you can control. And a lot of that was thinking about, you know, the people I'm surrounding myself by. I mean, I would pick up the smallest things. Like, listen, I am a big fan of foot massages. And I would say to everybody Yay. and their brother, I'm like, hey, you want to come visit? Oh. Rub my feet. And you know what? I don't Take apologize. Take control, Nicolai. You tell them. <laughs> you got to find comfort where you can. Yeah. Or it would be, oh, I love these pillows. Let's mm-hmm. bring them in. This blanket is my favorite. And I mean, they're such small things, but mm-hmm. made such a difference. And so I think it's really understanding what you need in that moment Mm-hmm. Whether it was comedy movies or, you know, funny pictures and stories that were just bringing back good times. Whatever keeps your focus on what makes you feel better was so key. Oh, my God. That that really is everything right there, right? When you can really take control of your focus, that is amazing because it's those small things that you do that create a major shift in your life. Um, and so I love that visualization. Um, you know, it's like driving a car, right? It's like your eyes lead your tires, they say, right? Well, same thing with visualization. When you visualize what you want and not what is, you're going to be able to create and move towards that vision of what it is that you desire. And that was the lovely Nicola Doyle, my very first guest on The Mindset Mentor. Next up, one of my favorite guests and one of my favorite humans, Dr. Mark Mancola. Dr. Mark Mancola is a quantum energy healer, a nutritional therapist, and author of The Way of Miracles and a documentary of the same title. Have a listen. One of the things that really sort of stands in the way of us living our best life is when we are not physically or emotionally healthy. So today we're going to talk about how you can activate your super conscious so that you can really truly create a life that you love, that feels good, that feels healthy. And we're going to really um, delve into some topics that are you know, not mainstream. And my guest on today's show, I'm so excited to welcome back, is Dr. Mark Mancola, who 
is um, really, you know, walking the edges of conventional medicine and traditional therapies and really helping people to to access their own internal power to heal the body and the mind. Um, you know, he's written his latest book. He's a multiple time author, uh, seven international bestselling books, and his latest book is called The Way of Miracles. I just want to grab it here so you can see it. Accessing the Superconscious. And it's incredible. Uh, not only is uh, the book phenomenal, there is a documentary of the same title. Both award winners, recent uh, winners of the Nautilus Award, which is a very prestigious award in the industry. And uh, yeah, he knocked it out of the ballpark. So we're going to delve deeper into the way of miracles. I had the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Mancola a little while back when the book first came out and the documentary. And, you know, there's been some incredible uh, new material that he has, you know, come up with to to really help access the superconscious. So how about we just just jump right in and say hello and welcome back to Dr. Mark Mancola. It is such a pleasure having you back on the Mindset Mentor. Tanya, it's an honor to be back. Thank you. Uh, wonderful. So, you know, it's, um, uh, you have been so instrumental in healing through your, your patients over, you know, 60,000 patients over, through over three decades. And, uh, you know, what I found truly remarkable is your authenticity and your genuine care for and compassion for, for your um, patients and wanting them to get better and to access their own internal uh, healing powers. So I, I really try truly respect you and I admire your mission greatly. And before we get into how to actually, um, you know, create miracles and healing, I want to talk about what is illness? You know, how, how does illness come to be and manifest in the body? And how does that connect to, uh, you know, karma? Because you talk a little bit about that. So I'm really fascinated by this. Right, first of all, I'll begin by saying that sickness, illness, Disease is the perfect, the perfect holism. So people are always shocked when they hear that. Healing isn't the holism. Disease is the holism. It's a priori. You have to have a problem before you can try to find a solution. Mm. So you're chasing the problem, which is leading you through the process. That's the disease. So it doesn't start with healing. Healing isn't the original holism. Disease is. So the objective is to understand that disease is a natural a priori process. So if I eat the sugar, then I'm going to get a toothache. If I, if I eat the weed, I'm gonna get a headache. I mean, if then, so it's, it's a priori. But the process of disease is the perfect holism because it actually manifests in, a, in an if-then proposition. So, so nature set this a set of rules aside called the way of things, like the Taoists refer to it as the way of things. So there's this perfect way of things, the unseen perfect way of things. But the objective is to tap into the fact that it's unseen, but it's always, it's always flowing, it's always moving. You can feel it, you can sense it like a, like a person in the next room. So wherever you go in, in your day-to-day -day life, you're going to feel the energy of the way of things showing its presence everywhere. In the darkness and the light and the wind and the rain, it's, going to, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So to, to really tap into this, this concept that holism, the perfect holism is disease. And then we chase it, try to correct it, try to rebound in a different direction by creating holistic principles and holistic protocols and things like that to try to make it better. But the process is initiated and the process, and, and theoretically, you, the process of healing begins with disease. And the yeah, process well, of disease, the process of disease begins with 
the, uh, the a priori holism, you know, the way of things. If you if you violate the way of things, or if you're not in flow with the way of things, they get rough. It gets it gets difficult, and you then then the, the path that you chart out to correct it has to be really good. It has to be very accurate. It has to be very. It has to to tap into the way of things. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I say our, our healing systems are the weaving are so. That's why they work so well. They're so important because they're all based on the idea that there is a way of things first and foremost, and that disease, as you as you asked asked me a minute ago, is brought about by the process of violating either consciously or unconsciously the way of things. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you have to, like I said, you have to chase it down by, by rooting your system, rooting it. You have to root into it. Where's the root? Where's the root of the problem? Where, in other words, let's go back to the toothache thing. If, if you eat too much sugar, you get a toothache and that roots in the gallbladder. So you get this whole process of, Rooting emotionally, that's impersonate the sugar because they are emotionally stressed. They have, they're having problems with their spouse or whatever. So they eat sugar and the sugar causes the toothache and the toothache is actually referred back to gallbladder. So there's always, you track down all these roots. And if you want to rever- reverse the process and be fairly good, you want to be reasonably good at holism. You want to, you, you can only hope to be as good as disease. Wow, that's so profound, you know, so fascinating, um, you know, in, in how you present that. Now, of course, everything has, you know, a cause and effect. So it's exactly that, you know, when we make certain actions, when we create certain thoughts, that creates a different physiology in the body and the whole, you know, makeup of our being. Uh, you talk about how, um, you know, illness is energy and really everything is energy. So, you know, what's what's behind the energetics of, of illness and how can we how can we um, actively change that and alter the energy the frequency around us? Well, we talk about super consciousness, which is to me the input of the soul. Mm. So we have deeper levels of consciousness. We have a soul, which I don't we I shouldn't say we have a soul. We are a soul. Mm. We have we have a body. So to start with, we're a soul that has a body, and I think the key is to understand that souls. I say souls are not sedentary. So we tend to think of our soul as just this big essence of energy that's just always steady and somewhere, stable. Like yeah. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the ethos. You know, yeah. just, this beautiful thing called a soul. I wonder what it looks like. I wonder what it's doing right now. We don't, they don't, we don't attribute um, action, activity. We don't, we don't attribute working. It's not a working entity to us. You know? But I say we need to change that. The soul is a working entity. The soul is a working entity. It's not sedentary. As many spiritual responsibilities, like I say, for example, it purifies the mind, um, converts lessons into blessings, mm. empowers intention, intention. Those are all really important parts of the soul, responsibilities of the soul. So when you talk about healing disease and where does disease comes from, disease, like I said, comes from violation of the way of things. The soul is the way of things. The soul is perfectly in harmony. The soul is not capable of getting out of step. It's in lockstep with the way of things. Mm-hmm. So when you when you want to solve the healing problem, and what we talk about in the book, the way of miracles, you can perform miracles. You, you don't think you can. You know, you're 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 doubtful about it. You don't have a positive feeling about it if you're the average American. That's because you're you you're still not clear about who you are. There's an identity crisis. So healing begins with healing begins with correcting the identity crisis. That's where it begins. Yeah, you understand that you are, you are a soul, and souls are not limited. There's no there's no limitations. A soul. If you're if you're identifying with yourself as an ego. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Material self, purely physical. Um, the physical self is it has got a lot of limitations, a lot of endless limitations. The soul has none, none. So to begin with, if you want to, if you want to perform miracles, you have to go where the miracles are, are, are at. They're at the soul level. And they're at the soul level. So that's really interesting because, you know, you talk about how, um, you know, the the soul, um, you know, is not sedentary, right? And some people believe like the soul exists over here somewhere. And so I think the same concept uh, for miracles. It's out there somewhere else and we can't see it. We can't feel it. We can't control it. Um, but there is a way, as you, you know, so beautifully outline in the book is that we can create our own miracles and miracles happen all the time it's a it's a natural part of life and in fact you know when they're not happening that's more of a problem <laughs> right if we're not happening that's a good uh precursor to say hey something's not right whether it's you know the mental thought pattern uh, or we're just not thinking clearly whatever it is you know we have the ability to to create those miracles and i would love to sort of um also touch on something that you had mentioned you talked about intention um, and, you know, intention is so key. I think sometimes we unintentionally intention <laughs> to be a victim um, and we and we create some of those negative thought patterns that lead to disharmony and dis-ease in the body, which of course leads to, you know, illness and sometimes life-threatening, you know, illnesses and disease. But um, how do we how do we create an intention to foster miracles in our life and to be open to receiving healing or to tapping into that frequency of accessing healing? I, I prefer to think of it as be you got to be where the miracles are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you want if you want to you want to you want to catch catch the bluefish here in the Massachusetts area, you got to go where the bluefish are. The bluefish <laughs> are in certain, certain areas out there. And if you know where to go, you can get a lot of bluefish. Yes. You know, fishing, yes. You know? So I think the objective is the same here. If you want to fish for miracles, uh, you got to go where they are. They're, they're, only, they're not swimming in the places where most people are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Most people are hanging out in places like ego and personality and phys- physiology and stuff like that. They're not there. No miracles there. Sorry. <laughs> You're fishing in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not that, that big of a shift, is it? I mean, it, it almost, no, not it, at all. Yeah, because I mean, it sounds like it could be such a massive and it is such a massive shift, but really it's, it's, it's quite easy. And then, you know, the miracles just start to flow in life. And I think that the most important part of this, like you said, the soul is not sedentary. It's active. It's very active. Mm-hmm. So to, 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 to create miracles or to, to be in the field, I like to use the word field, be in yeah. the field where miracles can manifest in the field where they're active. And it's like the water where the fish are, you know, that same story. 
So I think you go to the field where the energy is. And that, that energy is so powerful. It's like you've been in deep meditation before. Everything feels different. Everything is very, very different. The quality of the energy is very different. Mm-hmm. But the soul, the superconscious soul, is capable of breaking through those limitations and projecting itself into a new form, into a new formless form. Mm-hmm. And I think that the key there is that, that I'm interesting. There's three urban studies back in the 2007, 2010 was the first one. There's most recent 2017, three urban studies that they found that there's a direct corollary between meditation, incre- the increase in the population meditating and a decrease in the crime in those areas. There are three different urban studies, but they actually showed that a 1% increase in meditation equal to 30%, you know, 28.4% to be exact, 28.4% reduction in crime. Wow. The direct corollary between meditation mm-hmm. going up and crime going down. Wow. And now was very this, solid. Was it, yeah. Was this collective meditation or individual? Like, was it people? Collective. In, in, collective. Yeah. Yeah. Collective, yeah. 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 Wow. But, I mean, it, it, it just, it underscores the point. Mm-hmm. And it did beautifully too. It beautifully underscores the point that the soul is again, it's active. It's 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 a working entity, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. It's busy, and I think the more you the more and the more you think about it that way, the better your, your life will be. Yeah, and I, mean, I think most people most, most people just think they're they're like you wonder what how how are you getting pro- making progress in your life? You're getting your your dreams coming true, or things going going well, your business good, your relationships good, all that. Nobody thinks about the soul's involvement in that stuff. The soul is just a big blob that's floating around somewhere in space. Right. I say you need to put your soul to work. Mm. I think would you rather would you rather would you rather accomplish what your soul can put forth or what your ego can put forth? You pick it. That's yeah. an easy pick. Yeah, no kidding. I think we get so locked into controlling the situation and the circumstances, but there's certainly a a perfect divine order um, that existed before we came onto this planet and will exist when we're gone. So I think it's important to trust in what we cannot see uh, with a physical eye, but what we can feel. And, you know, you talked about, you know, that that soul and, you know, the knowledge that the soul has. And, you know, we always know when we're there, when we're feeling that perfection, um, at the place, the space where miracles are, you know, created where, they're, where they are. We want to spend more time there. But when we're there, we certainly know we're there. We may not be able to figure out exactly or pinpoint exactly what it is, how we got there. But when you're there, you just have this innate knowing. And that's exactly exactly it the soul just knows everything um it's so it's so uh you know mysterious and so profound but um you know provides the the next steps needed the next steps needed in healing or guidance or whatever it is i, I you know we all hold the answers within and it's so important to you know start to challenge the 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 limited thinking that we have um which certainly stems from our you know our realities our upbringing, our, you know, societal and cultural uh, journeys, and we get locked right. into a fixed, yeah, a fixed set of mindset and beliefs, and, and which is makes up our identity. So let's t- talk a little bit more about that, um, you know, the identity crisis that so many people right now are stuck in. And I think in particular, at this time where we have so much turmoil happening in the world, um, injustices, so to speak, um, and even the pandemic that we've experienced collectively, uh, some of the racial injustices that are going on, the wars that have been taking place and continue to take place, um, you know, how do we try to find the the true identity when all this crisis is around us? Um, the political toxicity has created a false reality of 
uh, separation. Mm-hmm. That's number one. If we want to be powerful miracle makers, we must dedicate ourselves to the concept of oneness or unification. I think that separation is, a, is the great illusion. Se- separation is a great illusion. I mean, nothing is separated. Everything is unified. And we, again, the same, same identity crisis. We're used to thinking from our, from our egos, from our material self, from our mortal self. We're so used to programming our lives, our, our, our paths and our footsteps from the mortal perspective. I think we need to, we need to dare to discover who we are immortally and to, and to think about, you know, every, every, it's incredible. So many people are so interested in, in, in unlimited living, limitless living, but nobody's talking about the soul. It's like they're, they're trying to convince me that I can get there through my ego and I can't. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, we, we need to, one of the most important things we need to do is to understand that, that unification is the truth. Unification is the truth. Beautifully said. And, um, you know, I think that when we look at instances in in our lives, you know, where things haven't gone smoothly and where we're really sort of, you know, in a chaotic state, we can see the lack of unity, um, you know, certainly come to life. And uh, I think it's a really great motivator to to recognize and, and maintain that that the belief or, or the knowing, you know, that we are all a part of everything. And, uh, you know, I think people will get along much better <laughs> and have more compassion for each other in those cases. All right, we're going to take a break here on Saga 960 and we'll be back with more of the Mindset Mentor as we celebrate the 100th episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will be back right after this. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Next, I'd love to share a clip of my show with Minda Zetlin. She is author of Career Self-Care, Finding Your Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment at Work, which are things that we can all certainly benefit um, from knowing more about. So have a listen to Minda Zetlin. We are, you know, having a great conversation about how to find more happiness, fulfillment, and success in your career. Minda Zetlin is my special guest today. She is the author of Career Self-Help. She's actually a multiple author. She's an incredible writer. She has a column called Laid Back Leader, uh, super successful. She's interviewed many experts, uh, including Richard Branson, uh, who is one of my favorite humans. Uh, you know, I just admire him greatly. Never met him by the way <laughs> one day i would love to because i think you know he's such a, an incredible inspiration uh and somebody who is truly giving back to humanity uh through the work that he does socially conscious um and you know certainly i think living an authentic life that's something i believe that we should all strive to is to feel authentic in our environments whether that's in at, you know in your career in your personal life it's really lovely to be able to just be who you are to have a voice um, and to 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 bring your best self, right? Um, and enjoy enjoy that experience. So we're going to continue the conversation, Minda. And I want to talk about uh, before we get into goals, because I know just before we took a break, I had mentioned that we're going to get into goal setting. But before we actually, you know, take that path, I know that you, you know, want to talk about um, happiness and, and particularly the beauty and happiness. So what does that mean? What does that mean? 
the the um and I think I, I mumbled. <laughs> so what I said was the duty of happiness. Um, oh, the duty. I got, I got this from my ASJA colleague, Gretchen Rubin, who mm-hmm. uh, has probably researched happiness more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was really interesting was she um, she alerted me to something Robert Louis Stevenson said, which is uh, there is no duty, duty with a D, no duty so <laughs> underrated as uh, the duty to be happy. And, you know, I think that most of us don't really think about that. And um, and I would really encourage anyone, everyone to think that among all the responsibilities that you have in life, you know, to be a good employee, a good business owner, if you're a business owner, a good employer, if you're a boss, a good um, spouse, parent, um, a daughter or son, um, sibling or whatever, uh, is also your own duty to yourself to be happy. And um, I say that for some really specific reasons, and the reasons are happier people. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Generally speaking, are better people. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, go be happy at the expense of someone else, right? Mm. I mean, if you're if, um, committing uh, embezzlement, you think will make you happy by getting you a ton of money and getting, you know, and so you can buy the car that you want or something. First of all, I, my guess is that won't actually make you happy. There's a a lot of, um, there's a lot of research that shows that, you know, acquiring a specific thing that you think will make you happy probably won't. But um, in our own profound personal happiness is a lot of our power to be kinder, better people. Um, and as Gretchen Rubin says, the research shows happier people are healthier, better spouses, better bosses, better employees, more likely to volunteer, more likely to vote, less likely to commit a crime, more mm. likely to be a useful member of society, to donate in every way. So I think that it's our responsibilities, all of our responsibilities, along with the other responsibilities we have in life to take care of our own selves and our own happiness. And if you're putting that aside, if you're saying, well, you know, right now I need to focus on um, making more money, being a better provider, making sure my kid gets into college, all that stuff. um, Yes, absolutely. Do all that stuff. But your happiness is an important element of everything else that you want to try and do. So don't leave that aside. Yeah, I agree. It has that trickle down effect. Absolutely. It permeates into every aspect of your life. So it's certainly a beautiful uh, mission to have. Uh, All right. So I'd love to talk about uh, intention and goal setting, because I think that's something that can be helpful in leading us forward, having that vision. Yes. And and making us happy. I mean, I think most of us are happy, uh, happier when we have goals of of some sort. I mean, Mm -hmm. the goal could be, you know, to retire next year. The goal could be to go on a wonderful trip. It doesn't have to be a career goal. Um, you know, my personal goals tend to be career goals, but it, it's whatever goal you have. I think, I think we as humans need goals. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So goal setting is something that I love to talk about, and I have a whole elaborate system for it, which we won't have time to to really talk about. But it begins, I think, the very first step of that is to really understand and envision what you want, where you want to be. Um, you know, and when I do the workshop, I ask, actually ask people to take five minutes to sit down and write down, imagining themselves five years from now, where they're living, who they're living with, mm -hmm. what their job is when they go to work in the morning, how they spend their day, all that stuff. Because the more precise, the better an idea you have of where you want to be, the better you can figure out how to actually get there. You know, oh, I, I want to be a millionaire someday. Okay. But you know, I see myself living in this house, doing this job that pays that much, that gets me to being a millionaire, um, much, much more useful. So um, there's a, a story I told in the book that, you know, that I know uh, you liked, which is my husband, who's um, a guitar player. I think one of my bio says there's a lot of guitars in my house. I'm not the mm. guitarist. He is. Um, <laughs> he's a guitar player and a guitar teacher. Awesome. And years ago in a little town called Socrates, New York, um, he had a guitar student named Jimmy, who was at the time 13. And Jimmy had like a very definite view of where he wanted to get in life. Um, and where he wanted to, to wind up in life was um, Saturday Night Live. He was determined at 13, he was going to be on Saturday Night Live someday. He was very clear on that. Mm -hmm. And every time they had a guitar lesson, before Jimmy would start the guitar lesson, he had to tell Bill a joke and Bill had to tell him a joke. That was the rule. Hmm. And um, and he was very determined. And um, the power of uh, precise vision is really clear because, as you may have guessed, Jimmy's last name is Fallon. And he did indeed uh, become a star on Saturday Night Live. Yay, and Jimmy! Then he, <laughs> and then he went on to the Tonight Show and, you know, so... Um, but he, he had uh, such a clear vision that, um, I mean, it's a great story. He went to audition for Saturday Night Live the first time he did it. It didn't work, but he didn't give up on his vision. Um, he, I think, dropped out of college and went, I may have this detail wrong, so I apologize if I do, but he left and went to California so that he could study with an improv troupe. Then he got offered a pilot in a TV show. He actually put a clause into the contract that said, by the way, I can leave at any time if I get offered a slot on Saturday Night Live. Wow. And the producers apparently only signed this contract because they were like, yeah, sure. Right, kid. You're going to Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I love it. Yeah. The second time he mm -hmm. um, auditioned for Saturday Night Live, he was told that Lorne Michaels never laughs, but Lorne Michaels laughed. And um, Tina Fey, who was there at the time, afterwards said in an interview that she had only seen two people, and one of them was Jimmy Fallon, who were so in tune with the show that they would have been able to go on as a live cast member that same night. And she said it was like he was grown in a lab to succeed on Saturday Night Live. That's mm -hmm. what intention can do for you if you have a very precise, specific idea of where you want to wind up. Yeah, it's such a great story. And I, and I love the fact that he was persistent no matter what and no matter what others said, because I can imagine people would say, oh, how ridiculous. You mm -hmm. know, that's never going to happen. Um, you know, even the producers thought, oh, sure, I'll sign this contract, put it in the clause or put that clause in there because it's probably not going to happen. Right? right. So I think it's important to know that your goal is for you. Others don't have to agree with it. Right. So, um, you know, set that intention, uh, you know, stay true to what it is that you desire, have definiteness 
of purpose and and stay at it you know because we all have our own um, view of what success looks like to us what our dreams look like and I think it's important to you know do what you can to foster that to at least you know give it a try start small use the baby steps beautiful all right we're going to take a break here on saga 960 and we'll be back with more of the mindset mentor as we celebrate the hundredth episode thank you so much for tuning in and we will be back right after this Stream us live at saga960am.ca. As we celebrate the 100th episode here of the Mindset Mentor, I thought it was fitting that I share a clip of former mayor of Mississauga, Hazel McCallion's 100th birthday tribute. I had the pleasure of having her on the show to share what that meant to her. And also, you know, she shared some insights into some of the things that she loves and how she was able to bring that into the community and to help others, again, find that sort of playfulness and, and, and really start to, you know, enjoy enjoy their surroundings and things that they love. Hazel McCallion recently passed just days before her 102nd birthday. I uh, had the privilege of attending her funeral, which is a beautiful tribute to honor her legacy. She truly was a remarkable woman that did so much for the community. And I want to remind you all that you are remarkable too. I know sometimes we get you know, a little bit overwhelmed and bogged down by the stresses of life. And we forget our, our inner light, our truth, our worth, our value. And I want to remind you all listening right now how valuable you are, how worthy you are. And there is nobody else on this planet like you. There is nobody else that has the gifts that you have. So be yourself and and don't be afraid to shine that beautiful radiant light that you are. Have a listen. I want to talk about the the importance of music. You have contributed greatly to uh, you know the the arts community, uh, the Walk of Fame in Mississauga and and what have you. So Hazel, what is what does uh, music mean to you? Because I, I always know. I mean, I've seen you at so many galas and different events, and and you're usually one of the first people on the dance floor. So getting right out there, you know, enjoying it. So what does that mean to you? Well, I think. Uh... Uh, it, it means a lot. I think it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. But I, uh, my mom was a great pianist and had a beautiful voice. Oh, I used to sit and listen to her play the piano and sing. She finished her work day, you know, in the kitchen and the house. And then she would get all dressed up. And then she'd sit down in, in front of the piano and play music and sing. I remember that so, so well. And so uh, I grew up with uh, music around me in the home. It was very much a part of our home. Uh, I never learned to play the piano. Mom wanted me to, but I was too interested in outdoor activity than sitting by a piano. Maybe some hockey so, uh, instead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, I've been I've been brought up with music uh, in a home from a wee wee one, 
So, you know, one of the reasons is one of the reasons I started the Arts Council, I also started the Sports Council the same year. And it was due to the fact I wanted our young people of Mississauga to have an opportunity to perform in the arts and to perform in sports. And you had to arrange to have an organization to look after uh, both of those uh, items. And so that's why I started the Arts Council and of course the Sports Council, which both have contributed so much to the development of our young people in the arts and in sports. And that is a wrap for the 100th episode of The Mindset Mentor. I love that you guys are tuning in. And thank you so much for making The Mindset Mentor Show the success that it is today. Couldn't be what it is without you. Continue to tune in and be motivated, inspired, and live your best life. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.